When GameStop's stock took off last month and sent shockwaves through Wall Street, it was a major story, one that was told in pretty dramatic terms. Tonight, it's Wall Street's David versus Goliath. The struggle- Playing the role of Goliath, big banks and hedge funds. As for the role of David... An army of investors. Amateur day traders. Individual investors. Average Joes. They're young, stuck at home, and looking to beat the odds. And they communicate and congregate on social media platforms in chat rooms. There's one subreddit in particular called Wall Street Bets. Wall Street Bets. Wall Street Bets. Wall Street Bets, a forum on reddit.com. It's a place where... All this talk about Wall Street Bets got us wondering, why were millions of people drawn to this one Reddit page? So we called up some of the members and asked them, and we heard a lot of different answers. What Wall Street Bets stood for is instant gratification. I joined originally to get a different perspective on the market. I immediately sensed uh, camaraderie. This is a sort of class warfare. Don't take it too seriously, man. Like, let's go to the moon. Each person we spoke with had a different story about how they ended up on the Reddit page that took on Wall Street. And they told us what it was like when that forum briefly won. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Thursday, February 11th. Coming up on the show, five Wall Street Bets members on the Reddit forum that turned Wall Street upside down. It can be hard to see the challenges the people we work with are facing. Addressing these invisible struggles can make us and our companies healthier. Join Holly Robinson Pete on the Visibility Gap. A new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. The Reddit forum Wall Street Bets goes back a while. It was started nine years ago by a guy named Jamie Rogozinski, who was looking to put some money in the stock market. I was single at the time, and I have a decent disposable income. My tolerance for risk is obviously high because I have no dependents. But he didn't want to do any of the boring stuff, like save for retirement or invest in an index fund. He wanted to have fun. He wanted to make bets. Ideally, bets that were high risk, high reward, and borderline irresponsible. My perspective was, well, I'm going to buy an opportunity. When you buy a movie ticket, you know, you lose that money too. When you buy a ticket to a concert or whatever, or a lottery ticket, you lose that money too. That was my approach. I'm cool if I lose my money, but I think I might be able to hit it big. Jamie wanted to find a place online where he could discuss these kinds of risky bets, but he didn't have much luck. So he decided to create his own forum on Reddit. He started what's called a subreddit, which is basically a message board. And he named it Wall Street Bets. You know, the name Wall Street Bets automatically has a fun tone to it. I was imagining it to be kind of like a niche community that was quirky, that was funny, and it's just lighthearted. Hey, don't take it too seriously, man. Like, I just think that Netflix is going to go up. Let's go to the moon and let's be honest about what we're doing here. One component of which was I lost some money. It's honest and it's real and it's the truth. Everybody loses money in the stock market. I don't care who you are. Jamie's irreverent message board started drawing people in. These people were taking absolutely insane risk. 
these people just would lose sums of money and then turn around and do the same thing next week. That's a user connected with the Wall Street Bets account speaks in hexadecimals. We're going to refer to him as Hex for short. He says he joined the forum several years ago. What really got me interested is I had always been fairly active in my investments. And when I found this community, I found that these people were doing everything effectively wrong from what was conventional wisdom. I thought it was absolutely hilarious to see what is known as loss porn. Loss porn. Posts where people showed off how their big bets led to even bigger losses. Sometimes it could be even in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Hex couldn't look away. You know, initially I thought, these guys are absolutely crazy. I'm not going to try to make any of these moves. But as time went on and my life became more financially secure, I said, you know what? I've got some money to gamble. This subreddit isn't called Wall Street Bets for no reason. I think I can roll the dice a few times. And if I get lucky one of these times, it's not going to be a problem if I lose some of these bets. I see Wall Street Bets for what it is, and that's, that's really a casino. A casino. And like any casino, there's a chance to win big. One time, Hex did just that. He bet $5,000 that the stock market was about to become extremely volatile. And he was right. He says he pocketed more than $100,000 on just that one bet. And to celebrate, I went to the McDonald's drive through bought chicken tenders, french fries, and a soft drink, went home, posed these things in front of my collection of single malt scotch whiskey, put my phone down with my Robinhood account open, and took a picture. And for a short time on Wall Street Bets, that was the most popular post. The chicken tenders, those were for tendies. That's Wall Street Bets terminology for big wins. So I first heard about Wall Street Bets from one of my coworkers. I believe the exact words were, oh my God, check this out. That's Glenn Eggleton. He joined Wall Street Bets in 2018. I hit subscribe on that sub because it was amazing, just the content that comes out of there. What was amazing about it? Uh, it's just like absolute, utter insanity. Like to me as someone who obviously doesn't have the same risk tolerances that some of the people on that sub have. Like, watching people say that they're going to YOLO their mortgage is just crazy. YOLO, as in you only live once, meaning making a hugely risky bet. As Glenn got familiar with the forum, he learned a whole new language. Slang terms that would show up in wild memes about the stock market. There was to the moon, meaning you think a stock is going to take off. There's paper hands, which means you're bailing out of a bet right when it starts getting scary. And the opposite of paper hands? Diamond hands is essentially don't sell the stock, hold on to it. I saw, like, I think it was like last week, someone got diamonds tattooed on their hands, literally. What about stonks? Can you define that one? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, so stonks only go up is essentially the meme. If you Google stonks, you'll see the iconic image of kind of like a cheap animated dude, and then it's just an arrow pointing up. The language on Wall Street bets isn't always harmless or silly. Some of the terms contain slurs against gay people or people with disabilities. Beyond the memes and offensive language, Glenn says he found good investing ideas. 
there was lots of like technical analysis and then also actual like hardcore research where people would like link to, you know, corporate documents and being like, this is a good short to medium term stock. You should buy it sort of stuff. Some of the due diligence work that people do is really good. Some of it is like complete and utter garbage. So it's a very cerebral experience trying to discern which is which. That's probably one of the things that kind of drew me to it. It's not just you just go there and ingest. There's a lot of thinking that you have to do if you want to actually, you know, use the work that other people are doing. A lot of other members join the forum for the same reasons as Glenn, to find their next big investment. A few months into 2020, Wall Street Bets reached a million members. And as more people joined, Glenn started to notice something. Some of the popular ideas actually seemed to be having an impact. This had been happening before in small ways, but the first time Glenn really saw it was with Hertz. Last year, there was the whole Hertz fiasco. I think where Hertz came out and declared bankruptcy, but then Wall Street Bets just took hold of that. And they pumped it in what seemed to be like a matter of days. It wasn't only Wall Street Bets members that drove Hertz up, but the stock's wild ride made Glenn see the forum in a whole new light. And that's when I sort of kind of realized what it was kind of morphing into, which is this group of like-minded people that, when organized, could actually do some pretty insane things. When you came to that realization, what did you think? I was, like, shocked. Literally shocked. I'm like, holy crap. Like, the way I kind of, like, have been saying this over the last few weeks was that Wall Street Bets is like a hedge fund, and instead of a boardroom, it's Reddit. That's where they try and organize and figure stuff out. You know, if they can ever get themselves to a point where they can actually choose a direction, it's a serious force to contend with. At the same time Hertz's stock was being driven up by Wall Street bets, there was another stock being talked about on the platform, GameStop. Do you remember the first time you saw GameStop being written about on Wall Street bets? Yeah, it was like last summer. I think from the guy who's like pretty much the pinpoint of all of this, DFV. DFV stands for Deep Effing Value. He was another member of Wall Street Bets. And Glenn and Hex noticed his posts about GameStop. DFV had bought up a bunch of shares at the company. The shares were cheap at the time, less than five bucks. And DFV encouraged other members to buy them up too. He also posted a video to his YouTube channel to make the case. I'm going to try to keep this as short as I possibly can, but I have a lot to say. I'm also the video is not short. DFV runs through a lot of information. Articles about the gaming industry, financial reports. GameStop's revenues are currently falling off a cliff, but if you're still at a billion dollars right now, that's, um, that's legitimate. And um, Ultimately, DFV's message was simple. GameStop was a stock to buy. But Glenn wasn't so sure. I remember seeing his one post and thinking, like, he's insane. <laughs> you didn't think it was a good idea? Oh, God, no. <laughs> For a lot of the reasons that, like, you know, some of the Wall Street people are being like, it's GameStop, they're a brick-and-mortar business, blah, 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 blah. Like, at that time, it seemed like GameStop didn't have any hope. Hex felt the same way. I looked at it to myself, I said... This is a pawn shop for video games. I do play video games and I haven't stepped into GameStop for at least six or seven years. So I don't see how that this would work. So you didn't invest when you saw these theories about GameStop going up? 
Absolutely not. But eventually, a lot of people did buy into DFE's GameStop theory, and Wall Street bets would never be the same. That's after the break. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. This episode is brought to you by Global X ETFs. Buzz around artificial intelligence is seemingly everywhere. Is your portfolio keeping up? Consider the Global X Artificial Intelligence and Technology ETF, ticker AIQ, which invests in dozens of stocks at the leading edge of this disruption. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. Technology companies can be affected by rapid product obsolescence and intense industry competition. Before investing carefully, consider the fund's objectives, risks, charges, expenses, and more in the full or summary prospectus at GlobalXETFs.com. Read carefully. Distributed by SEI Investments Distribution Company. Last month, GameStop's stock price was on the rise. First $20, then $30, then $40. And as it kept climbing, people outside of Wall Street bets started to catch on that this could be a big opportunity. People like Clint Murray. Years ago, Warren Buffett would talk about if you have a small amount of capital, you can beat the big guys easily because you can find these little ideas. Last month when Clint was at work, he stumbled upon one of those little ideas. One of the guys that I work next to he got his younger brother on the Robinhood app. And as a part of that, Robinhood gives you one free stock. Well, his younger brother received one share of GameStop. For free. For free. Maybe a year ago. So a few weeks ago, he started getting alerts about the activity in GameStop. So he told his brother, uh, who started talking about it at the office, and I overheard it. And it was so compelling And so that's how I got involved. Clint heard that it all started on this Reddit forum, Wall Street Bets. So he joined and started reading a bunch of posts. There were a lot of memes to sift through, but he also found some compelling posts about GameStop. Members of the forum were calling on everyone to join in. Buy GameStop. Drive it up. Diamond hands. You could see this was a really special situation. You know, a chance to really double or more your money in in a week or two, which is extraordinary. So I bought in around $70 a share initially. I was very nervous. This was my very first short-term trade. After Clint bought in, the price shot up even higher. It peaked at over $400 a share. Clint saw others on Wall Street bets posting enormous gains. But as Clint scanned through the Reddit forum, he started noticing something else. Some of the people posting on Wall Street bets, they weren't just looking to strike it rich. They saw this as a battle against the Wall Street establishment. You have to dig deep on the website, but you will find articles where people have written very thoughtful pieces that this is a sort of class warfare. We're not going into the streets and burning things down and looting, but... 
everyday people that didn't go to Harvard, didn't go do investment banking and didn't go back to Harvard MBA and get brought up in a life where, you know, it's so cushy. A lot of these people, you know, they're yellowing GameStop because they're trying to find a way to feel secure in their life. Other people I know that put money on this were hoping to pay off their student loan debts. Other people were hoping to finally get a college education savings for their children. Other people are trying to meet medical bills. I mean, these people aren't trying to become billionaires. They're not trying to join the ranks of the rich and the elite. They're just trying to find security in their life. So there is a really deep camaraderie there within that group of people. During the GameStop surge, more and more new members started joining Wall Street Bets, including Joanna Burns, who had heard about it from her brother. I wake up and I see a bunch of texts from him sending me links to the Reddit Wall Street Bets. And so I popped in there and part of it was foreign to me because I'm not, I've never invested in stocks really, but it definitely prompted me to learn more. And then you turn on the TV or YouTube and you see it in the news. It kind of really reinforced that this is something that's really happening. For Joanna, the chance to make some extra money really resonated. I am currently a stay-at-home mom because of the pandemic. I'm in corporate communications but was laid off in April last year and uh, decided not to go back to work because my daughter is four and I didn't want to have to send her to preschool and potentially be exposed. By the time she joined, Joanna thought it was too late to get in on the GameStop trade, so she didn't buy any shares. But Wall Street Bets wasn't finished. Members were posting about the next big thing to pile onto, AMC, Nokia, or even a cryptocurrency called Dogecoin. Joanna started reading into these different ideas. And what was it like? What did you start to see when you started looking at the Wall Street Bets Reddit forum? I immediately sensed camaraderie, and it really spoke to the early millennial, exennial in me. I mean, I'll be 40 this year, so all of my people in my age has been kind of dealt a bad hand <laughs> We have been duped, really, to pay so much for our education and have all these student loans. And we've just essentially, as a generation, been shut out of the market. So in seeing Wall Street bets and like being kind of recognized that this is an issue, I mean, it's going to perk your ears when you're in a situation like myself where I do have student loans and right now I can't even have a job. She decided to invest in Dogecoin and made $1,600. Then she took that money and invested in AMC. She says she only invested money that she was comfortable losing. Knowledge is everywhere now. It's not just restricted to a certain class of people. And we're not idiots. We can teach ourselves things. You know, there's a lot of camaraderie, again, that I see on Wall Street Bets that really give you that inspiration and that energy to band together as a group and to actually tangibly exercise action that could lead to a way to distribute wealth since our politicians can't seem to get their shit together to actually do anything about it. It sounds like you see participating in Wall Street bets as a form of protest. 
Well, in a sense it is, because I'm trying to do what I can to help these stocks go up. And everybody, every investment is important for the greater good. Do you think you'll stay on Wall Street Bets? Yeah, I mean, all of this has inspired me to potentially examine what what it might be like to pursue a career in day trading part-time so that I can actually do meaningful things in my other time whenever coronavirus is over. Because at heart, I'm an artist. I want, you know, I want to write a book. And I can't do that if I'm nine to five working in corporate communications. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't realize this was an opportunity. And thank you, Wall Street Bets. Wall Street Bets now has over 8 million members. It quadrupled in size in just the past month. Longtime users Hex and Glenn didn't end up getting in on the GameStop surge, but they've stuck around Wall Street Bets and watched as millions of new users have brought their own perspectives to the forum. I think it's important for the new people to understand what we do. We treat the stock market as a casino. We make incredibly high-risk bets. You know, lots of these new people don't understand the Wall Street Bets language. They don't understand some of the financial devices they're trying to use. I think that we're going to have a lot of broken hearts. I think there's going to be a lot of bag holders, as it were. I do this for fun, and I think it's important that the newbies know that. You know, you see those stories about people, I just mortgaged my house, I lost it all. That stuff tends to put a damper on things for a little bit. But I do think that this will absolutely happen again, 100%. I don't know what the catalyst will be, but it'll be something. When we spoke to Clint and Joanna, they both had lost a little money on their Wall Street bets-inspired trades. But they also both said that whenever the next big idea comes, they'll likely be on board. If there are other good ideas in the future, I could see myself being a part of another cooperative stock trade in the future. When millions of people can coordinate through the internet, now hedge funds have to contend with the possibility that the entity on the other side of the bet is millions of retail investors. What Wall Street Bets has been is an education and a foot in the door, a seat at the table. And I think there's been a lot of transformation lately as we have seen. There's a lot of old systems being destroyed and dismantled, not necessarily on purpose. It's just time for change. Was there anything else you'd like to add? Diamond hands. All the way. (laughs) (laughs) That's all for today, Thursday, February 11th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like the show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.